welcome to another episode of Remasculate with your host, Steve Mudflap McGrew. Hey, ha, that's me. Yeah, welcome back, guys. I know it's been a, it's been a, as I said, that's been a minute, hadn't it? Why do they say that's been a minute when it's always longer than a minute? Even much, much longer than a minute. I haven't seen you in like a minute. Well, anyway, I'm back. Uh, wow. What a, uh, what a year this has been, hadn't it? I don't want to get too deep into that right at this point because it's supposed to be a fun podcast. This podcast is where you come, learn a little bit, laugh a lot, and uh, just have a good time and try to uh, man up America a little bit. <laughs> Lots of my guests are like, why are you having me on? Because I, I'm not really one of those guys that's about like man up America. And I go, well, yeah, everybody's got their own opinion on what man up is. And so, you know, a lot of times I'll just ask them toward the end, all right, what do you think we could do to to man up America or make America's boys a little more manly again? Because we got, we got, let's be honest, we got a little too much soy in our boys today, if you know what I'm saying. And I know you do, because that's why you listen to Remasculate. But things have been going good for me. Uh, work's picked up. This whole COVID thing, you know, kind of ruined the entertainment business for a long time. But uh, we're back, and right now, well, not the right this second. I'm home uh, in the in the studio basement, and uh, I'm editing the podcast that I recorded on the ship with Finus Henderson. Finus uh, is one of uh, Vegas's finest entertainers. This guy is an amazing song and dance man. Uh, matter of fact, Sammy Davis Jr. is his god uh, godfather. Godfather, he's the godson of, of Sammy Davis Jr., however that works. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I've known Finus for years, and uh, we just finally happened to be on the ship at the same time and thought, let's sit down and report, uh, record a co- – well, I can't even talk. Let's sit down and record a podcast. And we did. So uh, I'll waste any more time. Let's get right to it. Here is the podcast I recorded live on a cruise ship in my cabin. So if it sounds a little echoey, that's because it's in a it's a, in a big open room. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Finus Henderson. Yeah! Aloha. Welcome to another episode of Remasculate. It's your host, Steve Mudflat McGrew. I got a I have a great guest this week. I, I know I say that every week, but you go, yeah, you're right. You do have a great guest. There's a lot of great people around. There's a lot of great people in this world. And you don't want to say you have somebody that's ungreat. That's right. I'm very great and grateful to be here with you, Steve. It'd be bad if I go, man, I got, I just, this, you know, I, I got this motherfucker. I can't believe I got this guy on the air. Yeah. Why would I ask Did this? I just use the That's fine. It's, okay, it's a podcast. But, but we're doing this. We're doing this actually live from my uh, my cabin, my my crew cabin, Your my beautiful little, suite. Actually, the, it's yeah, a, it's, a, it's a crew suite. It's a renovated yeah. closet that, that they turned into <laughs> yeah. a, uh, a. No, cabin. it's no, much it's, better than a. Closet. It's very nice. Yes, it's, people it's, always ask me about the crew short and the crew accommodation. Yeah, yeah. Do you get that too? Like, yeah. what what do they give you? What's it like? Yeah. What do you do? They pay you? Yeah, yeah I mean, do it's you, like really. Do they Come put on. you down in the bottom with the with the yeah. with the crew, or do you, you have to that? eat? Do you have to pay for your food? You I get all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they you know? always have done that. People want to know. Yeah, because they question the workers. Yeah, all the time. You know? Well, my great guest, as you can hear over here, well, is the one, the only, 
Finus Henderson. Now, Finus, yes, uh, I, I've known you f uh, uh, four years and of you for right. longer right. years. And um, as you, I you and what you showed me last night of pictures like a picture. that I was like, wait now, I is think that I've the same seen man. That. Yeah, that's the same that's guy. Like, uh, that's the one that used to work the funny bones. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, doing the funny bone chain. Yeah, they were pretty big. They, they were. Oh, they still are. They just n not for us anymore. Yeah, right. Apparently, I don't hear. Know? All I hear is improv. I you know, yeah, and not that I'm searching for it. Maybe you know. I mean, how many big chains are there? Is improv there's, and the funny bone still? Those has? are the two major chains, okay. and then there's some smaller ones like Helium Comedy Club that have you know I think three or four, and then okay, you know like okay. uh, the Looney Bin has like four clubs. Okay. And you, you ever do Pickwick and Frolic? In no, in in in, in uh, Ohio, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. yeah, I used to when it was hilarities. Yes, yes. It was, and then they well, changed. Yeah, I think the name was still. Yeah, yeah. Pickwick and Frolic. But, but and there was a great yeah. guy that ran it. I can't remember his name. Uh, Nick. What Nick. Nick. Yeah, Nick. Nick. Does he still do that? Uh, I don't know if Nick is still doing it or if Nick is. You know, still uh, around. around. <laughs> you're, looking, you're looking for the right word. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but he was very nice. Always and nice. The place was great. Mm -hmm. uh, food was delicious. Yeah. And it was. Uh, they had the, the downstairs, and then the, it was very. Oh yeah. I, I was like, I did it twice. And uh, I remember uh, when I did it uh, that when I spoke to him and my manager at the time or something like, hey, I wanted you here before, but your manager, you know, uh, uh, didn't play ball or whatever it was. Mm, I don't know. I've I heard mean, that I, too. I, I was very happy with my manager uh, for many years, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I had no idea, like maybe some people that... You know, he was doing things. Isn't that amazing? Mine did the same thing to they, me they when I when I fired like, my manager yeah. that I had when I first moved to L.A. Right. I had him for several years. Yes. Kept me busy, always yes, working, yes. just always oh, working. Yeah. Would you like to do this gig? Yeah. Yes, that sounds good. It right. This much, you know, constantly. I guess we didn't understand the word transparency. And let me see the contract from who you're, you know, right. The direct. So you know, let me sign the contract, not your contract. After I got rid of him, I contacted Mike Lacey, who yeah. ran and booked the Com Comedy, Comedy Magic, Magic and said, hey, I've been trying to get into your club. And he goes, I would love to have you. Yes. I've been wanting you. But your manager was always telling me I had to take such and such if I took you. Oh, and I didn't want what? him. Right. And, and like, see, of I think all they, people, Mike Lacey. Yeah, one of the nicest guys in the nice, world. That, you know, uh, you know, Mr. Mike Lacey. I did my uh, one-man show there for like two years. Did you uh, really? Uh, was Jay Leno still doing Sunday? The Sunday night, every Sunday Even night then, thing? He was doing that forever. And uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to come back from this COVID thing, but it was always nice, you know, especially with the comedy magic, because he actually yeah. would have magicians, you know, and comics. Yeah. Now it just evolved into just... Stand ten up. comics a night thing, right? You know, uh, ten for ten dollars, I think. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But for two years, he always was uh, like a one that believed in you know, my talent and just thought I was so wonderful, you yeah. know. And he, uh, we, he and his wife, uh, uh, rather his wife and I, you know, sat down and and wrote out and formulated, you know, the the wording and how we were going to do the play that I wrote called. Uh, someone of note and we did it for for two years there you know it was about my little world yeah you know yeah and uh, we what year was that uh, i would say this was about maybe uh 
six years ago, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, I wasn't really heavy, nor am I even now, you know, into you know social media, where I just promote, 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 yeah, share, yes, share. I didn't, you know, when I think of it now, I, said, I didn't call this person, but he, you know, he would bring in some people, you know, yeah, and wanted to tweak it, uh, but I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to use. He had a certain idea of how he wanted it presented, you know, whereas I still wanted to bring my silliness into it yeah. as in telling the story, you right. know, the way he wanted it a little. But anyway, it didn't didn't go, but I thought it was great. We definitely got footage, so, yeah. you know, at least... That's uh, cool. Well, I think everybody, yeah. we all went through the one-man show idea for a while. It was like, it was yeah. happening, because the HBO yeah. had that little the- showcase theater with yeah. 50 C, and everybody was working on there. Yeah. And and my agent at uh, APA wanted me to do one, so I got right. with Bob Fisher at the Ice yes. House, and that little side room, you know, they had, they had second room, smaller, mm-hmm. and I... I wrote this thing called Call When You Get Home. Okay. And it was about a divorced dad that has his kid for the summer. Yes. And it, my, my, my room, my prop staged was uh, like a kid's bed, a toy box, and just a ton of toys all okay. over the floor. Okay. And as I'm doing the, the play, I'm walking around picking up stuff. Right. And cleaning up the room and talking about how I had my son for the summer and it's always hard as a divorced dad when they go back. And as I'm picking up the stuff, I have a bit to go mm-hmm. with each one, like pick up walkie talkies. And then you Walk- go through- I always wanted walkie talkies yeah. when I was a kid. And, and I was doing my own stand up. To my stand it was the way I was working well, in and that, my- that was and, nice. and then at the very end I had a tape, you know, they call and like, Hey dad, I'm home. I made it safe, let you know I love you. Yeah, I'll see you next right. time. You know, and that was kind of the end of the That was cute. Yeah. That was cute. And it, it it, it ran like for a sitcom. It right? ran for that's what everybody thought. You could actually see it. You yes. could see the right. sitcom. Right. Again, you know, you think, well, I don't know. Well, what that's I what did. everyone. I don't know hoping. what I did wrong. That's but. what we were all hoping that uh, the one man would deliver us. You know, just like domestic goddess, you yeah. know, Roseanne. Right. And, they, you know, like a producer come in and go, I see it. it. You know, well, some things are just right there in front of you, and some of them. You know, no one wants to work. You know, they want everything to be right there, uh, and then they add their shit, which yeah. is not necessarily, yeah. Like you said, that's not really how I want to. Another do vision it. I had for this. <laughs> well, you that's what I, thing. In fact, you wouldn't even want me to change my name. Yeah, you know? I want to. I want to fail on my own. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to fail, let it be that yeah. I did it. Don't let me feel like you yes, sabotaged right. my career. Right. 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 Yeah, well, that's the same idea you want with with a marriage. It's like you know, I, let's let's at least be a team with this together. Yeah. Whatever. If we, like they said, you're gonna be humped or rather fucked in life. At least be fucked on your own terms. Yeah. You know, if you can be, if you if we're gonna do this together, honey, at least we're together on this, yeah. right? Let's we're talk gonna, about how we're gonna do the kid. We're, yeah. we're together on the how we're, we're gonna, gonna do, do this with the kids. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna make this gonna... happen. You know. So I think too many people now get together uh, based on. Not compatibility, not like not like they don't date and find out, you know, hey, we're both, you know, Presbyterian or we're both yeah, Baptist right. and we both agree that the children should be brought up this right. way. And we both agree that like they're like when they meet online and go, hey, you like to mountain bike? Me too. Yeah. Well, and that's it. That's they're like, we the love the mountain bike. The we picture, lo- and then yeah, two right. years later, they're like, I can't stand her. Per- right, this guy's right, an right. idiot. You know, well, you didn't take time to actually do the checklist of dating. You know, but, I mean, you know, does anybody do that except for those that have failed? 
you know you learn from you your know, failures. You know that that you don't listen to your parents because your parents would screen everything like mine. I, I try to we try to tell them educate them on these are the pitfalls. Yeah, you know because all you're talking about is your dick yeah. and pussy. It's yeah. the dick and pussy show that could create a baby. You don't want a baby, but here comes a baby. Right. You know, you just want to enjoy each other, and then hopefully you start learning about each other. And, and, and that's like the 16 from 25, that, that spot, that root right there, that learning area. Yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, I don't I don't know, you know. Uh, but again, how did we learn? You know, I mean, you had, what, 12 marriages? How many? 12. Oh, no, yeah. uh, <laughs> I've, I, I've had three bad ones and one fantastic one. Yes, and I had, I'm on my second one. Oh. My first one, I, you know, I don't know. Did you want your first one to go? To, well, you wanted to, yeah, because I really every, thought it would. Yeah. I was raised in the church. We went to church yes, together. Yeah, my right. high school girlfriend, you know, yeah. and, and I was telling my brother this. I don't know how I managed it, but I had worked and bought a small per piece of land okay. and was having a, a small two bedroom house built. Oh, that's real and, nice. And, and this is it, by the time I'm in college. Because okay. I was a hard. See, that's the thing. I, kids don't work today, and that drives me crazy. You, you were know? a worker. Like, I'm a worker. I was okay. doing three or four jobs. I mow some lawns. Oh, I, mean, I got were, a truck. You'd be to haul some junk. You'd be to haul some junk for you. No, yeah. that was. You that know was what I mean? Great. Yeah. And, yeah. And so I thought that's what you do. I was always raised, you know, you. Well, you were raised with, uh, like, be what? strong and stand up on your own. Yeah. It seems like, uh, yeah. yeah, that's great. And, when, you know, looking at my parents, my parents had met when they were, mom was 14 or whatever right. and young. Right. And, and dad went to war and they came back, got married, been together right. for the rest right. of their life. Right. Right. And I just assumed, hey, that must be how it works. Well, you had that example. I mean, you know, I, too, had a situation where, you know, mom and mom was there and dad was there, you know. And yeah. uh, you respected, you know, he was a, you, you, no profanity, no one drank. You know, uh, lived next door to grandparents, went to, you know, the Presbyterian church and. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, love, I wanted, you know, th this marriage. I mean, we, we had everything. We had, you know, we looked good. We, she was Catholic and just sweet and pretty and, and, and I had no idea because we didn't have kids for like six years. I cannot tell you to this day why we waited. What were we waiting for? I don't remember even having a conversation. We should have kids. Well, you probably had the thing in your head that some people have. We should wait until we can afford them. I don't we know. We were, we you know, everything them. was happening. You were traveling on on the road. You know, my career was, you know, things was happening. There's a, a pilot for this. Uh, you know, things. Yeah. You know, we were, it was, but I don't know why that conversation, or did I block it all? Because surely some relative or somebody said, when y'all going to have kids or whatever? I don't know. Yeah, when you going to make me a grandma? Yeah. So I don't know if. It happens, I guess. Yeah. Well, let's get the the, the yeah. background. You're talking about your career because uh, the people that don't don't know they yeah. go like, now who is this sinus guy? You're yeah, talking? right, right. It's finest. Yeah, don't finest, say sinus. Finest. It's finest. From Chicago. You're from Chicago. What's the born what's and your... raised uh, uh, from a show business family. That's... Dad was a song and dance man, and part of this is painted in the in the show that I even do now. But which is uh, a great show, by the way. He was uh, he was exposed. Because of uh, him being a song dance man, you know, in Chicago, he he was all over the place, you know, dancing and doing things and met people, went to school with, uh, like, he and Joe Williams, who was, uh, 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 Joe Williams is uh, this jazz singer that was famous, uh, Nat King Cole, they went to school together. Uh, he, he just knew a lot of people. Yeah. And then the, his affiliation with... Uh, with Sammy some years later, you know, yeah. they clicked 
were to the point where, you know, like he was my godfather. People like George Kirby, Nipsey Russell. And when you say Sammy, you mean Sammy, Sammy Davis, Davis Jr. Right, because uh, my dad eventually was vice president of Sammy Davis Enterprise. So oh. pretty much his exposure and taking me around or people coming over to the house, Sammy is at the house or, you know, bringing my bread and jumping rope with my sister down the street from the house. They're filming Raisin in the Sun with Sidney Poitier. And, uh, things like this was happening. Yeah. And this was back in the 50s. Yeah. You know, I mean. It's kind of like what you and I were yeah. saying today. We might not be famous, but we know famous people. <laughs> well, you didn't know who they were. They just said it was like an dad exciting dad world. You yeah. know, just seeing an exciting world. And they would take you, and these, these people seem exciting. So his exposure obviously exposed me, but not to the point where he was. Like pushing me as like, you know, I see he's got the talent and I'm going to, you know, yeah. like a father coach, you know, thing. My mother was the catalyst. She was the, you know, like, can't you hear that he, he has, you know, he, he can, has perfect pitch. Yes, he's, he he's singing. Do you hear the melody? Uh, you know, he was. So she was pretty much the one that was doing it. So what had happened was that he, eventually I started singing around the area with a little group into another group, into a big band, and then forming my own band to make a long thing short, uh, a group called Weapons of Peace in the Such a seventies. Uh, in name. the seventies, right. And uh from that we made a record with Playboy because of Dad's connections, Playboy Records. And from that, you know, disco came in and then it was all about the DJs. Kinda like yeah. how it came again with yeah. the you know Ooh, they push your button. and all these other <laughs> Exactly. So, and then it eventually came where, like, you know, I think I need to, uh, this is not going like I hoped. And mom is like, you need to go to California, be with your uncle, you know, who's making movies and who's staying with Count Basie and, and, and Oscar Brown, uh, uh, Oscar Peterson, pianist. Uh, so I, I moved to California with a hope and a prayer. And, uh, and just to make a, I was there not long before I went and auditioned at the comedy store. And, you know, Mitzi saw me that first night and told me to come back. And it, I died when I came back. You died the second time? Oh, well, I wasn't that polished or nothing. But anyway, she saw something enough to like, come on back, you know. Yeah. So when I came back, it didn't work. But they had this improvisational thing you could do like every Tuesday. So I would be working in the valley, live with Malcolm, and then I would come on Tuesdays. So it just evolved until it became, you know, just started getting rhythm and, and, and doing a little singing at the the Skippy Lowe's uh, singing showcase. And then Mitzi had the belly room at the time. You could sing up there. So I was trying to Were trying you doing to the impressions? <clears throat> Were you doing the impressions? No, I wasn't just songs? singing. Just singing at that time. But when I got on stage at the uh, comedy store, I was... Uh, doing something, I you know, I, I was doing some voices, but I never thought of myself as an impressionist. You know, I was just you know a character. I don't know, you know. But she saw something and what uh, if you did? Yeah, and the shark was giving you suggestions. Yeah, exactly. What yeah. if you? Right, right. <laughs> but uh, pretty much the thing was that the improv, doing the improv stuff with the, the, her little uh, groups, that as as you became better, she would name it. You know, uh, she named us Strudel. And in Strudel was myself, uh, Holly Gold, uh, Dice was in it, uh, Tom Wilson back in the future. Oh, yeah. And, and, and somebody else, uh, was it Holly Gold? I don't remember. Holly Gold. Anyway, from there and then just, you know, time passed 
you know, we're working in Westwood or doing here, and all these people are starting to come in. Yeah. Uh, you know, Roseanne's coming in, and Louis, uh, Arsenio, uh, Damon, uh, Jim Carrey, everybody, Sam Kennison, you know, slowly, not all at once, but yeah. they're coming in because everybody thought it, they they missed the... Uh, yeah, it was, that, it was that early 80s. Thing yeah, right? they but, thought uh, they missed it because it was, you know, all this action before the, that suicide jump mm -hmm. and all the drama that was before then the... the, the yeah, for you guys that don't know, there was a there was a uh, with the improv. Two, and the improv and the comedy store had this thing where you couldn't work both. Hatfields and McCoys. Hatfield, yeah, and there was a whole big kind of protest. Uh, yeah, over the pay or something. Yeah, like we're not that, performing. But, we're not doing it for yeah. anybody. Till and then one yeah. comic committed suicide because it was like too much. Yeah, but I, he obviously had some issues. You know, yeah, I remember reading that story. Yeah. Because I had just started stand-up in Houston when that happened. And yeah. I was like, ooh, is that a life I, I'm looking into getting into? This, yeah. This no. kind of life of depression? Yeah, it was, I don't know. It was it was crazy. Uh, but because uh, I had gone, I think we were talking about this the other night. Yeah, I had gone over to uh, the improv to see about going on there. And I actually ran into uh, 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 Mr. Improv, uh, Bud Friedman, and, uh, he just kind of like, kind of, you know, he was like kind of rude, you know, and I went over to the comedy store and they, you know, sign up and just, it just clicked, you know, whatever. Um, so in time, uh, time had passed and I had been singing and, uh, you know, uh, and then Richard's prior becomes, uh, you know, gets into the fire and, as he's healing and time had passed, he decides he wants to come back and work on some material to do his next, you know, project. Yeah. And that's when he and I uh, came together uh, because everyone was coming to the store to see him. And then p all the stars would be hanging out after uh, hours. Mitzi, the place would close and they'd all be in the main room just hanging and talking and doing all kinds of stuff, you know. And... I always had my music with me and the piano players there. So this particular night, Richard's there. Uh, and pri uh, it, was, it was like Burt Reynolds, Sally Field, Lady Di, uh, uh, who else? Uh, David Tyree, Sally Fields. David. All of them are hanging out? Yeah, and the, the Willie Nelson's got the guitar. Because I had a picture uh, that David sent me, because my back was to the camera. But you can see uh, everybody. And I had, uh, they were talking, you know, and everything. And I heard, saw the piano player. So I told him, you start playing something. That's a place of, I'll get my music in here. So quietly, we, you know, we're playing and, cause they were into their Kinda own like world. Kind of like every background. Yeah, music yeah. So that. I started singing everything. So the, about what happened, Richard, like, hey, give him a mic and come. So, okay. So they put the mic up on the stage and I got up on stage and started singing and then doing some stick. Next thing you know, Richard comes on and Robert Williams come on and we start doing some improvisational stuff and it just, I mean, it just, Imagine. people were going crazy. It was that magic thing that happened. And then after all that had died down and talking and chit-chat, Richard, Richard said, like, let's go, uh, hey, let's all go over to the Hyatt house. Okay. So I think about 25 people, you know, like, because uh, some of the regulars had fil filtrated in, you know, after the big stars had left. And so we go next door. He gets two rooms. And we all go up into the room. And nobody knows where he is. Everybody's in this room like, you know, yeah. 
and somebody comes and gets me and take me over where Richard and Robin are, you know. So they sit and, oh, man, you're so talented. And I'm like in awe of this, that they're like. That they noticed. Oh, my goodness, you know. And so we're just chit-chatting and and uh, next thing you know, we're. Oh, yeah. Robin. Doing the thing. Doing the thing. And we're like in the washroom doing the thing. And anyway, that, that was the the initial night. Nights proceeded and, you know, he would be there and then he would come upstairs and hear me sing. And anyway, we got together and click and he was, he was digging it. Kind of wanting to help you a little bit. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know until, uh, he, he we were just grooving, you know, every night, you know, just clowning and doing stuff. Belushi would come in and fall. I can remember him coming through the hall. He says, Richard in there? Yeah. Okay. So he took a whole, but had a whole thing of pills. Put it in his mouth and ran in there and just fell out like like you know just clowning. Yeah. So it was just crazy every night, you know. Uh, I get a phone call from Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney says, "Are you standing up? Sit down. Richard wants you to be his opening act for Live on the Sunset Strip." So that started the ball rolling. So that that started it. So once I got that, we did two nights, three nights at in San Francisco, getting everything ready to come down to do it at the film and the yeah. Palladium. And after that show, the two nights, the second night, I got approached by uh, Solar Records and Motown Records. Uh, and I eventually went with Motown. Of and course. And did an album. Because my father knew Suzanne DePaz, who was uh, there with Stevie Wonder that night as well. And so that was that famous the right place, right time, mm-hmm. you know, place type thing, and that was, you know, you got my right, many stories. My, like my right place, right time story. Right. I, I have one that's like definite. Uh, I had moved to L.A. and I just got. I wasn't on. I wasn't on the lineup, but I thought I'm going to go hang out at the Improv. So I right. just I went down to the Improv, and I'm just hanging, and uh, I I get uh, hey. One of the guys didn't show up. Do you want to? You want to go up? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Why? Yeah, why not? Yeah. I come off stage and this lady comes running up to me. You, you were, you were great. I loved your stuff. Um, we're looking for an opening act for Dolly Parton. Here's my card. If you're interested, if yeah. if I'm if <laughs> I'm interested, yeah. yeah, I'll be calling you tomorrow. Uh. And had I not been there, yeah. had I not been, had he not been showed the gods up, had were, up, the gods, the 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 stars were aligned. Yeah, yes. whatever, whatever yes. reason that yes. I was supposed to be there that right. that night. Mm. Know, that's that's the one real my right place, right time. Yeah, you know? where it clicked. Yeah. yeah, you know, we talked before about how things get really close. Yes. How you have great meetings, or yes. or you get a call from somebody, or yes. you sign with a manager, and you think right, this right. is the star maker. Right. I guess right. just not for me. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that hurts us, but it makes us strong too. I guess you know, there's no other way to turn. You have to, yeah. you know, deal with this. It's, yeah. It's the business. Like one of my know? first managers when I got to L.A. and signed up was his name was Herb Nannis. Mm-hmm. And Herb produced Two Days in the Valley, the movie. He was Ty Stallone's manager. Okay. He had been Roseanne's bar's manager early on. Okay. So I'm thinking, so that's yeah, a pretty yeah. good client list. Right. You know, I'm happy to do this. Yeah, he's got some And, uh, and he's doing these movies, and I'm like, uh, can, I get a, can I get a part in one of these? Yeah. Can I get an extra? Something. Can I get a walkthrough? Yeah, I sure. got bigger plans for you, kid. I have bigger plans. I'm like, I'm, 
hey, any plan at this yeah, point. Like, yeah, it would be great. It would be great. You know, like, and then, as like, we're working on the big plan, you know I, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you've got these movies. Yeah. Don't you have a place where I can just go, like, you got pick up some suitcases and go, Here, here's your room. Yeah, you right. Know, one of those kind of. Something. Let me get a Taff Hartley so I can be a SAG member. Right. You know? But it, I did that for like a year and just we split ways because, like, it just, this isn't working and, you know. When am I actually going to do something? Duh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, uh, I was on tour with, uh, Rodney. Uh, Dice had been talking to Rodney about, you know, like, I guess at this point he needed, he wanted another opening act or whatever anyway. So Dice had kind of like paved the way for me. And so anyway, I ended up doing, uh, touring with Rodney. And, uh, that, that was, uh, where I ended up meeting because I was a catch a rising star and, uh, and, uh, we were in, uh, what was it, uh, Westbury? Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I come in town and, uh, somebody had seen me at the show, a representative from, uh, Global Entertainment. And that's how I ended up meeting my manager. And it, it clicked for many years, you know, uh, that was the, he was Mr. Corporate Connections and, and the money started, you know. The money's always, the money is just like, oh shit, you know, this is what? You yeah. They want this? me to do what? Oh my goodness, you know, which pulled me away from like, even though I would still go to auditions and stuff and, and, you know, uh, but, but the money had me traveling more and, you were missing, you know, missing, I missing the auditions. Yeah, I was not, yeah, cause I was signed by, you know, like Seth Varv Vaneri for voiceovers and everything. So I had all the, the, just keep going. Yeah. Just keep going to auditions and just keep, but I just started shifting over to where the money was in the travel. Yeah, and then they call you, can you be for an audition tomorrow in L.A.? You're like, nope, I'm in Chicago making $10,000. A couple of times, you know, you could do it, but then it's like the money was making, and, you know, you're so, you know, whereas some guys didn't do the travel and just stayed in L.A. and just kept going, you know, for the parts, because I, you know, I was going for the parts, you know, uh, and then I got that, that's uh that other that second win when uh Aaron Spelling was uh interested and that looked like, Oh my god, this is gonna be good. Who Aaron Spelling, you know? And Again, that, Star Maker. You oh, know, every show truly, on T V at one point truly, was an Aaron truly. Spelling. And that's what uh you know, uh but that didn't happen. That that was one of those another one that got so close. <laughs> like you said, it didn't, it just didn't quite get off the ground. It, yeah. <laughs> well, we were coming down the runway. We were, oh, it felt good. Could not get it, no yeah. altitude. Or yeah. Heck is it. Throttle back, throttle yeah. back. Okay. Oh, shit. The, the, the close encounters of the unknown kind, you know, it's, it, that's show business. That's the business. Yeah. Uh, now, do you life, want, any, you, do you want any of your kids doing what you do? Have you got pushing? No, any I them? mean, do at this point, want? Megan is, can sing and she does background with me, you know, when I can get her, you know, if I have a part, you know, and she's done some stuff that I use. Uh, the, the most recent song that I wrote called One Day, which is like on, uh, we were trying to promote it, uh, I think it's only on YouTube at this point. But I had written in years, and this came up with a friend uh, that wrote with me when I did the Motown. And so she sang on that one, but no, uh, Cody and Shane, and no, they don't. Uh, Cody for a minute made a video rapping, but no, it's, you know, they're not, you know, I said, you got, you got your, you got me as an example, and I'm telling you, you know, like, you're, you're not showing me enough. 
you're not you're not fighting for it. Yeah. You know, uh you know, you want to well, buy this equipment for you. You know, listen, I got some equipment that will give you the same thing. You don't have to have something fancy. If you got a melody and it, you know, you need I got a, a soundboard to, here. We can yeah, we can make it happen. You don't have to have you know all this fancy shit. You know, uh, but no, nothing came, and she's just doing her thing. As uh, hopefully she'll continue schooling and get her little hygienist thing. And I don't know what the boys are gonna do. They're in their twenties. I don't know, you know. <laughs> so no, they. I don't know. You know, you have one. I have one son. Is he anywhere in? Uh, he no. He the world of show business. No, he came close. We we he. I had him on the podcast a couple of times. We did a father son, and we got that. That might be fun, but that mm-hmm. really didn't didn't take off as much. And then he went to broadcasting school. Okay. He was going to go since I had been a radio DJ. Right. He thought well. He wanted to be a sports producer, is what what I understood. Okay. Like I like he wants to learn the business so he could be a sports radio producer. Right. But he didn't like the on air stuff they were making him do in school. You know where he had to pretend to be a a host. He's and so he dropped out of that. Yeah, because the part of it is is it what he wanted to do? Well, Isn't that got, what life is all you about? You got to go along with the program. You got to you know. You know what I mean? You got to do all of it to get to a certain yes, point. Yes, you know? you know, it may not be you know, but then again, that shows if you're serious because that truly divides you know the yeah, like you said, show me that you're serious. Yeah, complete you got, that course, you know, and maybe yeah, you know we'll do something else you know, because and, and and I could that could not be a better example for any of our children if they you know. Uh, in some cases, you're able to just depends on how big you are at the time. Yeah, where you can just make some stuff, and net nepotism gets in. There and, you know, some of the waves uh, are paved for your children. You know, to yeah, like every bit of show business, almost anyway. Yeah, I mean, if so. you look at some of the stuff, I'm like, Julio Luis Dreyfus is like the granddaughter of some rich, famous guy. Yeah. You know, everybody is the son or the daughter yes. or the yeah. Nick Cage is the nephew of, you know, Coppola. 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 Yeah. You know, it's like, the, is everybody, you know, you look at the new show Yellowstone, the girl and there's the daughter of Michael Landon. You yeah. know, like, uh, well, I mean, I felt that uh, because in early when I had the band in Chicago, you know, hey, you know your father, everybody knew him like at the Musicians Union because of... You know, the years of all the, from Miles Davis, you know, he would take me to see Miles Davis, you know, Count Basie, all these, they knew everything. So when I finally had my band, yeah, you know, and the days where the union man would come to the gig, you know, you pay your dues. Yeah. You know, uh, I used to get angry with my father because I, you know, can you do, do something? Well, he was able to get me because of the people knew, uh, knew my dad, this club called the uh, Pumpkin Room was the first club that the band uh, my band played it and that was like our that was our our home yeah you know, it became our home where we developed and everything so he helped in that way indirectly you know because i mean they wouldn't hire us just because it's fine as the sun you, yeah you still like sound yeah you know and they're you know they're hiring people and they so uh eventually with the playboy you know he he helped uh but there was a period where i was like you know can you do something, you know, to, with all your connections, you know? You played the actual Playboy clubs. The cl- no, I didn't do the clubs. You didn't My do the clubs? My father did uh, booked acts at the club. Oh, okay. He did, you know, and he, you know, was uh, because of Sammy, uh, he was, and the connection that he had with Hefner, because Hefner was impressed that 
you know, like when Sammy did uh, Playboy After Dark, yeah. you know, there's footage now, you know, my father standing on the side with with uh, uh, George Rhodes, Sammy's conductor, uh, and and because of the situation with Sammy marrying uh, my Brit, the uh, Swedish actress, and my father was in that clique with, uh, you know, Sammy and uh, Peter Lawford and the Rat Pack, Dean, the Rat yeah. Pack that uh, when the time came, the connection with uh, Hefner came because of my father ended up taking Hefner to John F. Kennedy's inaugural ball as his guest uh, because the tickets, uh, Sammy wasn't like there was an issue about uh, the Southern voters and and Joe Joseph Kennedy didn't want like didn't want Sammy at at the event because it was being publicized. But even though Harry Belafonte was black, he was married to a white woman as well. But there was something that they didn't like about that, you know, with Sammy. So Sammy wasn't invited to perform, and so Peter Lawford, uh, the invites went gave it to my father. Yeah. So since he and Hefner had been doing something anyway. Hefton went with my father, with Victor Lyons and my mother, so uh, years later that kind of paid away for Playboy Records, yeah. you know. But, uh, no, we never played a club. We did play, uh, you know, uh, the ballroom at the downtown, you know. We were able to get some good publicity, but nothing really came of it, you know, other than, you know, some Playboy bunnies. <laughs> uh, but that was... <laughs> that wasn't your first wife, no, was it? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that was my first girlfriend. Was uh, uh, Became a bunny. She wasn't a bunny when we first met, but, uh, yeah. But that was in, you know... That's back in the pretty, day. Yeah. That's old school. Which brings us up to now, which basically is the point of this podcast. Remasculate. Yeah, yeah. Because... You and I, we've been, we're old enough to look back and go, remember when kids, we used to go outside and, and, and play in the street? Yes. Remember when you used to just pick up a rock and hit it with a stick and that was... Uh, Damn, was it that? Did you, was it horse-drawn carriages? What are you talking about, man? <laughs> you remember rolling that little wheel <laughs> down the street yeah. with the stick? No, but, but, yeah, but yeah. you don't remember. Marbles and yeah, marbles yeah. and jacks yeah. and and uh, cap guns. Root the pig and hearing things from your dad, anything, like yeah. you, you know, put that down. You're gonna blow a thumb off. Yeah, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. So what do you, what do you see happening today? How do you how do you view of what what's happening and how would you change it in some way would you would you say dads start doing this again you know because there's a reason it's getting softer and softer as far as like you mean the sternness that is needed to guide the children yeah because I, I posted on twitter today yeah. i think most social justice warriors didn't have a daddy in the house to actually well, slap them as they stop your well, wife that was a that was a that was an issue you know uh, very prevalent in in, in black families uh, not that it didn't happen in white families, but as far as like the missing link, the father not present. Uh, in my case, my father was there, but I think that, uh, you know, it, it, it comes from an in, intact, hopefully stable family, if you can, which is not something that happens, you know, because there's alcoholism, there's mental issues. People just don't always stay together, you know, uh, you know, 
it, 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 the broken family, you know, creates broken kids, you know, yeah. and and you always, uh, but you always hear kids are so resilient. But sometimes you got a strong mother, you know. It's like because all the stories are, are, you know, plentiful of of you know the father's not there, you know, but the mother's so fucking strong and she or grandma you know, is the one. Or somebody's that, yeah. in there that's really you know, uh, helping guide them, and then again, there's that inner wiring that we all have that sometimes we don't know where it comes from, but it's like somebody, you know, it's like. I don't know what it is, but she get, just gets numbers. She just, you know, has always been good at math. Yeah. Uh, he's always just, it just got it. You yeah. know, it's, he it's, picked up the guitar, started innate. playing. Have no yeah. idea why. Yeah. Just some of it's, but it'd be great. You know, that's what I wanted. You know, like my marriage, I didn't want to divorce. I wanted it to you know, be Camelot. I wanted to, yeah. you know, have all the nice things. But then life is a motherfucker. You know, life isn't isn't always fair as you want it but uh if as they say the only the strong survive i mean so you know god bless the kids that can have a, a parent you know that can guide and i'm trying to like we've talked i try to guide mine to whatever you do i want you to be a decent human being yeah. and be respectful and uh be fair and and don't be a liar. You know, my father was a man of truth. You know, yeah, I, my, that I, was mine that, too. That Handshake very, is your contract. Yeah, exactly. Your word is your word. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how I feel. And I try to convey that even to my knucklehead step sons that are fucked. <laughs> if, if they <laughs> hear this, you know, not that mine are perfect, but they they're just not on that track like like but, these two. These two are just you know, it's like this is prison the baby behavior what you're doing mine are just stupid you know this shit you're doing is like you going to jail oh yeah <laughs> you know your shit you need to stop doing that yeah you know, calm down what's wrong take this yeah. please but jail always scared me it doesn't yes, seem yeah. to scare it doesn't seem to scare today's as much today's kids as much but I, for me i don't i've seen prison movies and yeah. the, the jail the sound of the jail sale i don't know i don't think any, i don't think any of them like it I don't you know think what nobody I mean? wants to, to go there. I mean, I got put in jail when I was little, you know, but it was like stealing, little silly stuff, you know. Some of it was, you know. One time, I, I remember they put my they put me in jail for something that I, I don't really want to talk about, but the thing <laughs> was, it wasn't right, you know. It was fighting with, it was it wasn't right. But anyway, I thought my dad was going to take me home, and when he came to get me, he he. He said, what do you want to do with him? He said, keep him. Uh, Daddy, daddy. <laughs> so I had to spend the night in the Audi home. Oh. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, I remember going home in the paddy wagon and, I mean, going to the place. Going to jail. And I said, what is this dog shit? You know, you don't know what's going to happen, you know. And it's, I've heard stories. Oh, my I'm God. I'm pretty. You know, <laughs> I, went, I went in there and actually it was a couple guys that knew me, knew me from the area. So that was okay. But the guards were like, people were talking. They'd throw a can at you. And then it was time to like, all right, line up. And it's time to go to bed. Yeah. And then you got to be inspected. So they want to, you know, let you strip, take your pants down, over your cheeks, open mouth. I said, do you feel through your fro? what the fuck and then you get up to the stairs I mean because this was just one night but that was enough for me yeah alright let's take them all off so you had to take your clothes off well my god the funk <laughs> the guards the funk was just overwhelming because the guards I can remember coming through with a cloth in his mouth trying you know like you know then they give you a little sheet to put on and so it's like three in a uh, in the bunk room it was horrible 
and so we were assigned to the room and then this guy uh uh in the room I was like, all right lights out you know but this one kid is running his fucking mouth and joking something in the guard coming all right everybody up and and made us stand up for an hour so you learned your we lesson went, yeah. well when we went back to bed the one of the guys in there was uh you know pissed off at the guy that made a stand up yeah and he was bunked over the guy that did the shit so once the door closed he fucking i was sitting right across right he leaned over and stomped this motherfucker in the face and he said if you make one noise and that's that was the end of that night and i went home because i had sammy davis's lawyer as my lawyer <laughs> and it was it was some mickey mouse shit you know but yeah that was enough as far as that was jail. your scared straight moment no i didn't need it no you know but i wouldn't like that i wouldn't Design like that anyway. Yeah, you know, but well, we all got in some kind of trouble. I, I, as a little kid, I remember, uh, and I guess the word is stealing, shoplifting. You yeah. know, I, 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 I didn't think about it being stealing as a kid, but right. you know, it was a stupid thing. It was like these stickers that you could stick on your body or any on anything, and if you shot it with a water pistol, it looked like it bled. It once you got okay. bled, it looked like it bled. <laughs> and I was a little kid. Yeah. And uh, my mom and dad made me go back and look look at the man and say, I stole this. Yes. Like, I need to go to jail if that's what you, yes. you know, oh, it, it was one yes. of the, okay. just scared and crying yeah. and, you know, <laughs> and that was as close as, yeah. as I, you know. But my dad always said, if you go to jail, right. I will not get you out. Right. You know right from wrong. Right. You know, your grandfather's a policeman, you know, you know, yeah, you, know right. you know these things. Like, right. Yes, sir. So I always had that fear. Like, that's one of the reasons when in in the days when people were doing, like, let's let's get high and go do putt-putt. I'm like, no, mm. I, I could go to jail. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. go to jail. I mean, that really scared me away no. from doing things that a yeah. lot of kids were doing, you know. Well, yeah, that would definitely, again, you know, the parenting and the, the, the fear because, you know, my father was, didn't fear anybody. He was one of those guys, wasn't a big man, but he just had that thing with nobody would, you know. Yeah. With his word, his word, with his yeah. word, his word to yeah, you. Word. Because that's one of the things that I, I see lacking today that I, I've, I've talked about is that if my dad said it, mm-hmm. he meant it. Right. You know, right. and if no. I say, go to your room and don't come out until I come to get you. No, there was no Don't come out until I come no, to get he, you. He Where some people yeah. will see a kid, oh, but did you, are you, did you learn your lesson? You know, I'd be like, get back in that room. Yeah. I don't, I wish I had some, I do have some of my dad in me, but not like he, he, yeah. Well, I had that in me. I mean, I had that. And, and one of the things that is your word has to be it. The kid has to know that. And one day my son and a friend who was spending the night with him, they were going to go to a movie. I was going to take them to a movie later. Right. And they had done something. I can't remember what it was at the something time. Something sexual? No. no thank sure, God. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they had, like, my son had pissed me off and right. whatever. I was like, get in your room. Right. You know? And I, and I hear the other kid go, is your dad still going to take us to the movie? <laughs> and my son yeah. goes, yeah, because he said he was. Right. In his head, yeah. he still knew. I meant I right. had not told him he wasn't going. Right. So he, in his yeah. head, he's still like, "Well, Dad said he hadn't told me no yet." Right. So, but that's what I want kids. I think kids should know that when you yeah. say it, your word is you your mean yeah. it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And 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 that that hurts when you get into the real world and realize that everyone is not your dad and and being truthful and and seeing things through. You know. Like, yeah. 
Uh, oh, you learned that first first few days in L.A. when you're like, yeah. hey, um, meet me at the Hamburger Hamlet at noon. Yeah. And uh, and then at 12.05, you get a call. Hey, uh, something came up. Uh, we're going to have to move this meeting. You learn a lot of stuff that's yeah. not right. You're, you're just sitting yeah. there talking to, and they're looking over your shoulder the entire time. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, who no, else is, should I be talking to yeah, besides you? Exactly. And that, you learn that from girls as well. You know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, they'll, especially if you start going to Hollywood parties and things, uh, you just... You, you you learn to hopefully you don't get so mistrusting because of being beat up so much with uh, with lies and bullshit that you can still focus and recognize because you 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 have to play that that chess game of life where yeah. you can you know understand you know this is the you know you get you get it you know not yeah. just stupid naive and just you got to bob you, and weave a little bit, times. a little bit, you know, you know, but don't fall down all the time. Come on now, you can stand up and make it through this, this obstacle somewhat, you know. Well, how did we get where now we're just offended by everything? How did, how would, you well, and I would never I, made I, it I, anywhere well, I, I think it's, I think it's, uh, you know, it's a culmination of, of the rights of others being respected where there was this just certain way things were done and then you I mean it's the rights of just human beings I think have just accelerated to the point where it's just ridiculous I mean we can start with just man and woman and and with with uh, the the appeal the freedom of the women and women becoming strong where they didn't, wouldn't take no shit you get to the point where each uh, uh, each race wants to have their own uh, SAG awards or one. Everybody wants yeah. to be recognized. Right. Uh, well, if they got it. Why shouldn't we have yeah. it? If that group well, got the, it. Well, I should especially have on it. the black and white thing. I mean, it's like you know. Well, why do you, why did why we have the Oscars? Why did they have to have you know the BET the, award? Yeah, what, right. You know because they weren't giving us uh, a show. You know, so everybody wants to be recognized and everybody wants to. Uh, but it gets extreme, um, especially just like with Andrew Dice when he went down on the gays. It you know it came to a point where it wasn't funny anymore. Yeah. To joke it, about there you know, in the eighties when he did the whole yeah where they banned him off of MTV yeah. and yeah. so yeah it gets to the point where you you know it just gets that extreme. That was a point where he that uh, you know folks come out of the claws and how really horrible. It is for the life of somebody that's gay, you know, that it's not like, you know, they're just tired of being the, the pun of all jokes. It's just like with, with any nationality, you know, the Asians, everybody wants to be respected. So I guess we just, everybody has to come out to maybe 20 more years, <laughs> it'll soften up where everybody's 20 more years? No, I don't know. We'll so, be gone. But, but I think everybody was so sensitive but, about But you and I have been around long enough, again, where I, I was raised where in in the 60s and it was the little bit of turmoil and then the 70s come along and i think it was a whole great we're all soul training we're all yeah. learning the same day we like the same bands and right. music and right and pam greer was one of the right. hottest things in movies and, right and it seems like there's a more of a division now like they want a division all groups, like you said, all groups. You're like, what happened? I thought we were all getting along in the 80s. You well, know, and the I mean, you know, uh, it's, it seems like it's like right there in front of us that, that the issues are just, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, I don't know what, what exactly happened, but I mean, just 
progress and people being having everybody wants their own space and everybody wants to be respected and really with the surging of of comedy that has freed up a lot to the extreme where you know we're being you know being subject to a conversation you know as far as like but you could get away with you can say anything that point with Richard Pryor or uh, um before Richard, you know, I mean, what was his name? Lenny Bruce. Uh, Lenny Bruce. Uh, these things that no one ever said or talked about. Or put in Which public. is what we were supposed to do yeah. as comics. You were the ones that, like, well, shine lights on things. Right, right. Or critique things. Well, I did reach that point, like, the 80s when, you know, in the 90s. Uh, but, again, I guess after AIDS and then the whole thing of... The, I think the gay thing was the real big, first big catalyst to like uh, start making people you know being sensitive. A little sensitive to something and then look at and then of course the 9-11 and then you know all the muslims and it's like you know all the muslims aren't bad this is a religion this is you know but the connotations of and why you know, are you making fun of the 7-eleven guy again not all muslims are 7-eleven workers yeah what do you and you know then you can start getting all that kind of and this is a, a melting pot the united states everybody's here so everybody you know it's it's but I think you, as a group, we could all laugh about stuff together. We laughed at our own, you know, if 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 somebody called me a cracker, you're like, yeah, yeah. whatever, you know, and now be like, how dare you? I'll right. post on social media, you right. called me, a, right. you know. Right. Well, I think it's a mixture of... Because uh, we could all let any comic in those days... You we just can't clown with everybody. We can't clown. Especially if, exactly you come, if you come to a comedy store, you obviously know... That, it's a comedy you know, club. Or how they try to paint the picture here on the cruise ships that this is adult humor if you're you know your skin is thin and yeah. you know this is not this is this may not be adult, for you you know so just go you yeah know, we're going to talk about whatever yeah. so and people want to hear it yeah you know, those, like those people yeah. we ran into last night when you said yeah. now remember the ad, the adult show oh we, we adult right oh, we right, adult right 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 and that's what they were wanting more of that than the regular you know yeah, I, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, but uh, yeah, I think the, the, the comedy clubs have definitely helped to soften, you know, where people are going to hear stuff, but yet they're still messing with, you know, subject matter. You know, it's, it is real, still sticky, you know, now, especially for the politicians, but you know, under the auspices of comedy, it's a little more give. Yeah, it should be. Uh, but when it comes to, Stuff, you know, that these knuckleheads are saying on the news, they're getting, you know, erased or fired or whatever. Yeah. And I think like Chappelle. Good. Yeah. Like, well, Chappelle. What do you think? Do you see Chappelle's? I didn't see it. I read a little bit about it, uh, what he was talking about. But, uh, you know, what was uh, Damon Wayans was mentioning something about uh, that he's like kind of like breaking the ice oh i saw something. that or yeah like uh, well freed freedom like freed the slaves yeah that, like, that's yeah, what that's what damon yeah. said yeah he freed when yeah. it comes to comedy he freed he's the slaves the, yeah he's the was it was the guy's name from uh john brown yeah john brown yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brown, john john Brown's body yeah, yeah. but john was white but anyway yeah uh i don't know uh it's it's just a touchy area i know that i had periods when i was doing comedy or doing the clubs, I would talk shit, and and I just got to the point where it just wasn't my type of act, you know, because I was 
using the expletives and I didn't need to. My act was Mitch used to always tell me, yeah, you're more classy than that. You don't have to do that, you know. Uh, and then the more cor- corporate work comes and the with corporate that. work, you yeah. know, depends on what uh, avenue you want to go down. Because uh, Eddie Griffin, I remember he w- I remember having a conversation with Mitzi and and some other people. She was talking to Eddie because he was on the door, and but he was just cussing up a storm. He you know, he eventually went out on the road with Dice, but I mean that's his thing. She didn't know at the time that that just was. You know, evolving into just you know how that, that wasn't her thing. No, it but wasn't the her people thing. were liking yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and, but it was it hadn't reached that level where it was just going crazy because Dice with his thing was you know he had that shock kind of thing. Sam had that yeah. kind of you know shock lace with a little religious yeah stuff. You know, people, places that you normally didn't. Jesus, go. when you coming back? Yeah, when I can use my hand as a whistle. Uh, uh, those kind of yeah. Yeah, but people, you know, like shock, shock comedy, you know, real shit, you know, just like, ooh, he said that, yeah, ooh, was, ooh. <laughs> he said something about your mother, that's soft, you know. And that was a whole, that, for a while, that was a whole, a yeah. whole thing of, uh, what they call those jokes, there was a thing about calling those jokes, remember, your mom was so fat, yeah. there was a, there was a yeah, term for that. Yeah, your mom is so stupid. Your mom is so big. Your right, right. So, I forgot what they call it. The dozens? No, no. It was something like that. But they they have they have battles. Like, yeah, yeah, like rap yeah. battles. Right, right. Know? I remember. Yeah, because George Wallace used to uh, mention something about that. Yeah. Your mom is so stupid. She trip over a cordless phone. You know mm-hmm. that kind of. No, it's crazy. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it is. There's so many, so many different avenues to to go. Hey, what is that? Oh, a timer. No, I don't know. What the, oh, that was trying to see oh, when yeah. the happy time, but I don't. Um, so, <laughs> I don't. so what would you, what would you, if you have were I, a politician? anything that was clarified? No, clarity? I don't know. You're, I'm, yeah, I'm all yeah. over the place. You have, uh, <laughs> we have been all over the place, but that's what we do on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know if I should ever have one. Shoot. Like, well, what, uh, wait, what were you talking about? What? Exactly what was being said. Um, what was being said? Oh, I was going to ask you, what would you change if you were a politician today? What would you do that would be like, all right, this is my proclamation. I think this needs to change. What would you do to try to make things a little bit better today? Mm, Jesus. Uh, mm. that, that's a... That's a mouthful. What would I? What could? What, what could I do? If, if it was if president, it would be better. If it was president finest. Yeah. If, could, if I could actually, I don't know if you can turn it into like wishes and you can actually make it happen. Uh-huh. If I could actually make it happen, what would I do to try to make life better for the America? America. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it would definitely help. If we could get along, that would yeah, that would help. How to get along with your neighbor and and live happily ever after? That's never going to happen. It would be for, it would go from make America great yeah. again to can we all just get along? Hey, there were some things that I liked about that Trump had, and there's some things that I liked that Biden. So what I could do, I don't. If I had to. That's a hard one, man. It sounds like you'd be more in the middle. I would. From yeah. talking to you, you've got like a little of both sides. You know, I, 
you know, I understand about the wall, you know, and, uh, you know, from my wife being a nurse and, you know, the folks that come through there, uh, the different folks that have no coverage and, and just different, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to even answer that other than, yeah, I would like everybody to get along. Well, how do you do that? How do you that's, do that? That's Mission Impossible. What, what about, what about, you're, talking, like you're talking the, about the wall. What about if you, if you stop people that were coming in that were, would take other people's jobs? Yeah, I would. Because there's a lot I mean, of, that was, a lot of people that always go, sense. what yeah. about the, you know, minorities like Hispanics and stuff like that? They're the ones that'll be losing jobs. Right. Because a new bunch is going to go, well, I'll cut your yard for $10 cheap. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, there's so many, Areas, which one do you try to... Which one do you first? <laughs> I don't know. Without pissing somebody else yeah, off. Yeah, you just like, well, so much shit that needs to be done. Uh, shit. Uh, give everybody a... a give, make sure that everybody can make at least $50,000, you know. I mean, bring up the, the minimum wage a little more. I don't know. Oh, now you're talking communism. Jobs. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, help the felons, you know, the kids that have got these felony, because I've got two... <laughs> they Not you. You don't have them. No, I, you have two knuckleheads. I have two knuckleheads that you know, and that would be great because a lot of get, you know, so much shit, man. I don't know, Steve. Yeah. Uh, what, just, one, what could you what, do? No, see, what, what would you? I'm throwing it back I, at you. I don't I, know what to fuck. I would, and I would make America, um, to me, America like I grew up in. I, uh, and people go, what do you mean when people couldn't? And no, that's not it at all. But we had more patriotism. We respected our elders. You know, I, I'm more about keeping some laws and bringing back some well, things. Well, what like, you want is a time machine to take us back to a place that you knew of as a no, nice, I wanna, tranquil area. But, <laughs> but I want to I want to I want to use that blueprint in more modern times. Yes, not, not yes, going back. Right, right, not going back to like. But, well, but it wasn't good for the brothers. Well, yeah, but yeah, what, you yeah, want it to be like you say. I, I wish I could. Go back in time and be young again with this knowledge yeah, I have now. Kind of like that. Yeah, I, I would uh, be like, okay, now in yeah. school we will teach respect, some respect and patriotism. Yeah. Your homework will be turned in. Right. You don't get you. You're not going to be graded on a curve here. Yeah. I'm not. You know. That, that's what that I'm saying. Harmony There's, after World War II when they were coming back after we won the war. Proud. And everybody was you know and could have been respectful. Yeah. To all God's children. Right. Yeah, I could go. Can you for see that? that? Look and at that—that that whole attitude of love each other. You know, you know, it's all with a modern twist of not being so, uh, you know, with the racial thing. That's you know, yeah. because... But see, I've never. I, I, it's me. People always, because I'm southern, they always assume, oh, you must. Uh, no, yeah. I, I'm a big fan. I've always have been. Is like we should all get along. Right. That's right. what I've always been like. Well, that. if you were raised that way, I mean, in my home, you, you know, I white mom, black dad. Yeah. You so, know, what did you? Uh, did, did you ever have that thing where what? Which one am I supposed to be? Or what no, I well, I was I was raised in a black area on the south side, so I was the one they would call white boy, you know. Oh, but so you either had to be funny or, or fighting all the time. But you know, if you grew up with these people, you know, you grew up together. So yeah. it wasn't like you just walked in on a different area. Uh, well, I never really had to be subject with any crazy racial stuff. I, you know, my father would. You know, uh, things that I might have gotten away with because they didn't even know if I was black as I got older. Right. But, uh, living on, in the south side of Chicago, you just, you know, there was Black John, there was Yellow Sonny, you know, there yeah. was just different, you know, yeah. nicknames for, for the way folks yeah. looked. Uh, but I didn't have that uh, issue. I remember the, uh, I was nervous, uh, first kind of 
little encounter I ever had. I went to a Presbyterian camp or something one time. I never ran into any racial stuff other than that one time when we were standing in line and and uh, the kid, one kid said, you're going to let the Negroes go first because we were in front of him. And we kind of like laughed like, what the, f-? you know, wow. You know, we laughed, but it was like, we're going to get him. But nothing happened. But, but maybe the they were just being he, nice, like, go no, first. <laughs> no, no, no you let the Negroes go first. Oh, oh, that was, oh, I took, I didn't hear no, what you, no, I, I no, thought you meant let standing in line to, to get eat or something oh, like that. Oh, oh, my bad. And we my were, bad. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. That was now. my first encounter of like really something. Because I thought you, they were just you know, being like, just let, you know. No, no, let no, them no, go that first. was like, like, you going to let them go oh, first? Oh, that's different. That's different big time. Yeah, so, but I never really had too much, you know, uh, in that area as like my first marriage uh, was my wife was uh, Irish and white and her parents were concerned, you know, well, I hope the children, you know, won't have any issues, you know, but they, they never really had, you know, even though, you know, cause I mean, we lived in Yorba Linda. We, you know, we had, we had everything. You yeah. Know, we didn't, uh, and we, we didn't run into really any issues uh, that I think her parents thought, you know, would we would be subject to. Uh, kind of like but, what they're talking about in England right now with Meghan, Meghan Markle. What do you think the baby will be? You know, like I used to say that about when I married uh, my first wife. I said, well, you guys are acting like that with me. What would you have been like if she'd have came in with somebody that was like darker and, and all that you depict or think of a brother being? Hey, y'all! <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, you and you act like that with me? <laughs> That's terrible, you know. Well, I have to admit, I'm, this is a weird, weird point, but when we were walking in Galveston the other day, there was the, the group of... Well, of, we were fans, the brothers. The biker, all, biker, the biker brother, brothers. The biker brothers. Well, yeah. There, there was a split, because you turned and just started talking to them, and I thought, I hope they know he's black. <laughs> That's for a split second. See? Because you, you went right to them like, brother, what's happening? Yes. What's going on? Yeah. And they're like these big, yeah, big yeah. bikers. They're all big. They're all big. And I'm like, man, I hope he... <laughs> so you, you kind of knew. You've kind of felt it too, maybe. Well, I thought, those guys are massive. And you're like, yeah, what's yeah. happening? Yeah. Well, you know... Uh, I wasn't bringing anything to bringing anything that was <laughs> was was negative to him. No, you know, not I, at all. I wasn't marching in front of him with a Trump flag or nothing, you know, yeah. uh, whatever would piss yeah. somebody off. That's another story. But anyway, uh, yeah, a politician. What would I do? I I don't know, Steve. Uh, what would be the to, to have the maybe? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Think like of the you said, think, if we can bring them back. Bring it together. Look at the cruise ship. For us, to, when we walk around the cruise ship, right. everybody is totally getting along. Every group. Is Even like, if it's that, they, they, they know how to conduct themselves. If that, if that could happen. You know what I mean? This, this is the perfect. would be the most. The, like the Petri dish of getting along. I think like that would being polite. Be, no, you go on the elevator. We're all, we're all yeah. like this. It's, it's an amazing little. That I think that is definitely the cruise industry is probably the. Probably the only most modern little uh, solution or an example of that, you know, and I'm sure they've had some incidents, but for the most part, 
even though you know they'll say to themselves, but all God's children would be on on the ship, yeah, as they well, are, yeah, they all get along. Like last night, we all had reggae bands, Asians, Mexicans, Polynesians, uh, uh, white Russians, European. I mean, everything. And I think part of that is, like I was saying earlier, when you lay down the law, the yeah, the law, it's equal. Yeah. The law is equal. Laws, you know? yeah. It's not like, okay, it's not happening. You're not going to jail. or aren't you? Okay, we'll let you go. Well, there's like, the key. Look, the law, the law had been if they had to follow some of the, the rules of the, you know, uh, or, you know, all guys, uh, people are created equal. If they had followed that rule. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If they had to follow the rule with uh, the Emancipation Proclamation, you know, with the 40 acres, if you'd have given everybody something instead of... Uh, you know, after they assassinated Lincoln and Knucklehead took over and reversed so many, you know. Yeah. You know, you're going to give the Japanese money and, and then you're not going to. Oh, please. Oh, please. Oh, please. We're, we're all surprised by what we find out on the news these days. Like, you know, China owns this. They own that. They're paying off. Oh, he has a connect. When you start seeing all these now, like connections to such and such but he's not gonna he was connected to a republican senator who's definitely not going to say something because he don't want to be taken down right. it's a it's a ugly game of dominoes up yes. there and nobody wants to be the one to, right. to flick that first one and go we knocked them all down yeah no it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy um what will be the next big turning point uh in society or what do you predict or what do you see well, I'd, I'd like the, the aliens to show up and maybe just put a real ringer in. Fear of God. Just, people, just huh? something, yeah, if God, you know, like truly we're all praying God. If show maybe, me something. Maybe not even Jesus, but if God himself yeah. could, you know, like the day the earth stood still, like something happened where everybody yeah. knows other than COVID. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. we need something that's positive like COVID where it takes over the whole world. Yeah. But it's something like a, con- a new consciousness hits or like some some kind of dust uh, filtrates, you know. Instead of COVID, it's this uh, new disease that's in the air. And it makes everyone nice and 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 gets the gets the long that's disease. That's called pot smoke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just had a little of that marijuana food to everybody out. The, the planet cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, that the, would the be The aliens yeah. came and they 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 blew yeah. pot. They encased the Earth for two years. And, and everyone then, just got along. They got along. And restaurants were thriving, and everybody <laughs> was treated as equal, like in the, you know, just like in you know the, yeah, amazing. Yeah, that would be, that would be awesome. A planet, I, I would love to see aliens, really. Because for years, you know, you, you hear about them and they, they're hiding Do them. Do you actually feel that? I think they're out there. I think, I, 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 I'm open to it. I'm open to it because if if you believe God created us, Surely why wouldn't you have created something else? And we're not the only planet. Now the, now the tech, you know, scientists can say there's this many galaxies and maybe even more. Well, I've always been open to it. Yeah. It's like death. It's like, listen, I haven't seen anybody has come back. I know I, I have, you know, but uh, I'd like to think of it as a nice place that I'm going. If You know, like, but yeah. I haven't. You know, I'd like to think that, you know, that we could make this thing happen. Uh, I don't know. It's the unknown. It's like, you know, it's the unknown. It's crazy. What do you say to people that say, want to do the whole, because now there's religion is just for the stupid. God was only an invention to control people. The, you know, 
I, I want to believe that there's more. You know, even when they talk about the Big Bang Theory, you know, okay, two molecules did bounce off of each other. That's the Big Bang. Yeah, the, okay. by, you know, but who created the, the molecule? Yeah. Who created the two molecules yeah. then? Religion and the Bible, the two, you know, the great, the great divide in some ways. Uh, yeah, I like to, you know, being raised... Again, it's how you're raised, you know, just like you're raised to be a bigot or you're raised to be a Catholic or whatever it is. But as you get older, where is your head? I think, uh, you know, if you just... I lost my train I think there's a lot of stupid people today, though. No, but I, and I hate people. to... I just don't think people read and educate themselves about a lot of things, especially when you watch TikTok. Like, the, like I just saw you shake your head. I saw a video today of this couple videotaping a wild hog, a wild boar that's walking toward him. They go, oh, look, look how big he is. Oh, look at that. I wonder if I can pet him. Ah! Ah! Help me! Help me! Ah! And the camera's on the ground. And, it, and, you, and you think, who in their right mind, who doesn't know that wild boars are one of the most vicious animals on the planet? See, things like that, you go, how do you not know that? How would you make it to in your 20s or 30s and not know, I shouldn't pet a wild boar? Maybe never watched TV. I always had a little cartoon of a little baby boy, and he thought, oh, just crazy. I don't know. I just think yeah. there's a lot of people that, that walk through the planet now with, On like, blind, like blinders. If it doesn't immediately affect me, I don't need to know. Yeah. Where I think we grew up with, like, your grandparents told you stories, you heard about something, you know. Well, yeah. again, it's how, you, how you're raised. You know, if you're raised a certain way, you, you think a certain way, depending on how... How your head is. Again, you know, like, you could be raised in the same home, but, you know, each person, same religion, same everything, but this son is on a different track completely, yeah. or this daughter, or, or they're all doctors, you know, you get the family where yeah. every, someone really fucking nailed at home where everybody is a lawyer, just like mom, everybody's a yeah. doctor. Yeah, Those that ones whole family really, is just like, wow. But they're so tight. They just, they can't, they know sense of humor. They just, you know, they make money. And yeah, really, and you know there's like, some deep, dark yeah, secret inside like, that everybody's house. Everybody's a fucking alcoholic, nobody's <laughs> business. But, you know, but they, they got that part right. Yeah. They got the financial and the drive to really uh, stabilize yeah. strong, firm business. And, you know, not just, you know, you made something out of yourself. Way to go, my son. God damn it. <laughs> you know, not just, you look at, look at these people. <laughs> Well, that's that's pretty much my act right there. Look at these people. Yeah. Have you noticed this? Yeah. Why do people do that? Who are these idiots? <laughs> exactly. That's why they all go to Walmart. Yeah. Right. No, that's what you find in Walmart. Yeah. 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 I was I was writing a joke today. I was I had this idea about how to uh, rules for dating. Like people always go on apps and they and they look for something in common. Mm -hmm. and, and I go, well, you know, in the old days we, we didn't have apps. You had to act, actually be like a detective do i have a chance with this girl you know right. do i have to i have to figure it out you right. know you look at her car and you think "Ooh, no her tires all match she's for money she might be out of my league yeah you know you gotta you look for little things like you know well you what, should the girl kind of could be like what kind of car yeah. does he drive oh right, he's right, got right. bondo on it Ooh, he might not be for me you know like well i is that being too materialistic? Or? Could be. You know what I mean? Well, But again, then you find that out about her, that she's materialistic, instead of just swiping right, you know? Well, you got to ask questions, but yeah. you got to hope everybody's being truthful. Yeah. Like the old days, you looked for certain signs at a bar, like, you know, like, yeah. do I have a chance with her? Like, ooh, right. she smokes, she makes bad decisions, I have a chance. 
you know, that kind of, you know. Well, you got to trial and error. Yeah. You know, trial and error. But, That's, I mean, when it comes to the Internet and everybody posting pictures that aren't them and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, um, hair over half their face. Like, dude, you know, it's like my son would, I said, who did you, you met this girl, where did you meet her at? On the Internet. I said, really, Shane? Well, you haven't, you, how do you know it's her? I mean, have you, like, FaceTime where yes. you could actually. Exchange, or exchange yeah, other pictures. That part, you know, you, you, you filtrate you it through the bullshit where you actually, okay, you're FaceTiming. You actually yeah. can see that, you know, yeah. okay. All right, that's one thing. But I want a one. body time. I want to see the whole thing. Yeah. Don't just show me your face because there's I, yeah. good angles. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, because, you know, you may not have the right face, but the body might just have you going in a burning building. Right. To get to it, you know, vice versa. Sometimes the face is pretty, but, you know, I don't know. <laughs> wow, we're being so shallow. Look at us, yeah, yeah. Male, well, ma- you know, ma- male, men, men, just men. Why, why are they like with that? With a mind, yeah, yeah, with a mind. We no. want people, not nice people. You know, I mean, you had four wives. I've had yeah two wives. Well, my well, sister, I got only one. No, yeah. My sister said when when she was dating back in the day, she she said you should always do a man's laundry. I go, really? She goes, yeah. Look at his underwear. If he's got stains in his underwear and he's too lazy to wipe his own ass, you don't want to date him. And I yeah, go, well, there's yeah. a clue. There's yeah, a- well, <laughs> he just might be nice all over, but he just needs a little guidance. And, and, he might and, need a yeah. woman just to help him. To help him, you know, clean himself up. Right. You know, he... he right, he, that might not have been a... That might have been something. Don't she let a stain draw stain draw you a, take a, you away from a good man. don't let a little doo-doo take you away from a good man. There's a new soul. Don't, don't let, let the doo-doo. Yeah. <laughs> don't let this stain distract you. I'm a real nice person. It's not doo-doo wop. Doo-doo wop. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes you know, like a like oh guys, like you know, his, the breath smells, but might be a nice person. Just need somebody to yeah. pull his coat, brush your teeth, use a, a mint or something. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been running off at the mouth too much. Come on now, you foaming. Show him a booby and yeah. say, "Did you want this? Go brush your teeth <laughs> before you eat, please." See, I think a lot of women have forgotten the power that they actually have. You know, well, some of them do. Or you are overused the power. Yeah, you know, right, right. They want to do the WAP. You know, W A P. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, the WAP. Well, you know, you've heard that song, right? W A P. W A P. Don't start me lying. Let me see. Tell, oh. Educate me. Uh, wet ass pussy. Oh. It's a song. Big was a big song. WAP. You didn't know. No. Go. Yeah. Was it was a big, what, big what, song on what, what country and western? No. Uh, like rap, R and B kind of. Yeah. I think it was Cardi B. I think. Oh yeah. Okay. Been. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But okay. it was. It was Wet like. Ass oh pussy. yeah. Songs yeah. have changed since. Oh yeah. When they were like. No, I probably heard it. I'm sure I've heard. Where oh, where can my baby be? Yeah. 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 But things have changed. Yeah. No. The Cardi B. But oh, they're, they're something. Yeah. The the rap world. Yeah. Thank God I got kids; they can educate me. That's why I try to like do a few little things when it comes to music. Trying to like be a little bit more hip, yeah. you know, As we slowly go to the grave. <laughs> 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 Did I say that? No, I don't mean it that way. One foot over the coffin, sweet Jesus. Oh God, no. Mm-hmm. You had asked me something earlier, and I completely just—I think uh, 
Oh, the the flashing phone. The thing. Um, no, it, Not it, the flashing it, phone, it, the flashing oh, other thing. It, it was derailed it was, me because it I was. was uh, what would you? The one thing at President Finest. Well, yeah, you, yeah. I remember you. Had, no, it was before was that. One, that, that Not the uh, what would I do? How could I make this a better world? Yeah. Or how could we get along? It was something else. But still, I, I agree with you when it comes to to that. If it's possible to to go to that that time with some modern changes where people would be respectful. Yeah. The laws are fair laws. There's so many laws. Which which law do you try to change first? Uh, just treat everybody fair. I, I think one of the biggest laws, if anything, would be not to take the money from the p- police. Yeah. But to definitely uh, put the right officers in the right area and educate them so that they don't do the George, you know. Yeah, or put them back uh, on the street where people the street go, hey, like that's Officer Bob walks by yeah, here all the exactly. time. exactly. You know? Let them, but, you know, the police, they they live in the suburbs, they live somewhere else. Yeah, if you could do that where you recruit uh, law enforcement that will be in the areas, you yeah. know, just apply the right ones to the right area, that would help tremendously, you know, and just, that would help, but, I mean, it's I think one thing that really helps is getting rid of mainstream media. I, I honestly think we get lied to by both sides, and we, I miss the days of like this is Walter Cronkite. Yeah, there was an air crash today at the airport. There was, uh, and it was just like here's the stories, here's the facts. Thirty minutes news is over, and now they're like, what can we create? What can we say happened? What can we, what's the bad thing? How should we spin it? Well, like, again, like they, you know, the whole Facebook uh, issue, you know, with them with the. Fox and CNN and you know I would listen to them and it's crazy it's like who do you believe you know uh, did he really say that or or would you just clip that little thing Jesus mm-hmm. and today Captain Kirk went up into outer space and came back that was right that was something he's boldly gone years. where no 90 year old man has gone, gone before yeah yeah his 90 year old man body Felt weightlessness for a and second. You, and uh, did you watch it at all? I, I saw some clips of it on. Amazing because, like with uh, with uh, SpaceX, their shit was like really well. They went up for like uh, an orbit. Yeah. But where this one is like ten minutes or whatever. You know, like everybody had their own car. You know, driving to uh, you know they had to walk up the stairs. Yeah, I'll meet you there. I'll it meet was you. Very in... sparse. You know, it wasn't like you know because the <sighs> SpaceX. Yeah, put the helmets to, on. They just had the just like a and... jumpsuit. That's what they I thought. No helmet or nothing. They didn't even have a helmet. Right. When I watched them floating around inside, yeah. they didn't have a helmet. Where was their whole... No, they didn't change clothes into, this is you my know. floating around suit. Yeah, they no, didn't. they didn't have anything. They just... But, man, that was scary, you know, but it came back. Ed, that and he is officially... He's officially a Starfleet captain. I mean, yes, he, he went to outer space. He He's the only actor, I think, that's done the role that he portrayed. Like, yeah. John Wayne never had a gunfight. Well, if you did, we didn't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but Captain Kirk has actually been to space. Yes, he has. That's awesome. It is. I don't. Ooh, I get nervous going to to Magic Mountain, let alone <laughs> you know something a ride like that. Oh. oh. But well, anyway, yeah. thanks for doing the podcast. I appreciate it. this well, is the thanks, po- this is the for point. Having me. Oh yeah, this is the point where I always say, tell people how to find you. Yeah. What is your Finest. website? Com. Is it finest.com? F-I-N-I-S.com. Uh-huh. You can find me. You can find us Henderson on YouTube. Uh, you can get my album on Apple, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, 
uh, Finest Innocent on my Motown album. Uh, that's it. Work with work Rivian for up teen years, and uh, I'm happy to be alive, and I'm just trying to do the best I can. Aren't we all? And I'm praying for it, brother. I'm, Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for doing the Thank show. I appreciate it. Pound it out. I know that I was incoherent in some areas. Not at all. Certain things we, that you went that way, and I went over the window, out uh, the door. And then back the, again. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can hear my wife saying it now. Would you just answer a direct question she probably you do that to me that's the way you that's what makes me so I'm gonna get to you. i ask you what yeah. <laughs> i gotta go around the defense post <laughs> all right guys Thank well you. thanks for listening to the podcast I, I hope you enjoyed it if you did share it with your friends go to itunes give us a uh, give us a great review because that's the only way people uh, get moved up in the itunes catalog is you get a good review and they move you up more people find you and that's the way we get our advertising. So until next time, God bless America. Go listen to some Oak Ridge Boys. I bid you adieu. Peace. Oh, won't you come with me and remind